step down into the dark dungeon. Darkness surrounds you. It chafes you. You light a torch. You try once. You try twice. Third time, it illuminates. In front of you is something that catches your breath. You are scared. You feel the fear. Is it a goblin? No. Is it a troll? No. Worse. It is a woman, a woman you know to be your wife, holding a child, a child crying. She holds out the child to you and says, Crofton, I think the baby's got diarrhea. You're going to have to cancel raid night. No, you scream. Welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. I am Crofton Steers, one of your two hosts with me, uh, as he is for the four past episodes and now into I think episode number five, Ryan Murphy. Ryan, welcome. Yeah, this is episode six. God damn it, I had one job. Yeah, it's right there in the tab. You're in the notes, uh, right? This is a professional show, if you haven't noticed. Uh, uh, God damn it. Well, Ryan, welcome to episode six. We've done five episodes, and this is a milestone for us, because we're actually doing this episode live on Twitch. Yeah, I mean, really, this is... Uh if you if you if you're watching the overlay it was made in five minutes um there was no there was effort put forth but there wasn't like professional effort i just put things in a way that looked like an overlay um but we're streaming live twitch.tv slash ryan murphy ca i figure if we're going to record we might as well try doing it live and seeing how that goes uh we've started to get pretty regular in terms of when we're recording so i think that helps as well with a live schedule and really, yeah, if you want to join in on the on the chat, um, and you can interact do, with us, yeah, I do find it funny how you you immediately are like, hey, "We're professionals, Crofton." God, you can't even remember the name, <laughs> the n- number of this show. Oh, come check out my garbage overlay I made in five <laughs> minutes. It's a little bit of a mixed messaging. I mean, it's it's not garbage. It's just it's just low effort and and i think what we'll do is i will i will spruce it up a bit for future episodes but for now um it, it serves a purpose which is hey crofton do you want to do this live oh we go live in 20 minutes so it kind of worked out quite well when you think about it i want to yeah it did when you put it like that i i want i'm curious though like i think the demographic of this show i could be wrong mm-hmm. but this the demographic of this show would be one that would be much more likely to like listen to it in five minute increments bes- between wailing children, mm-hmm. um, and and less likely to sit down and watch us live on Twitch in the evening. But if if you are, then that's cool. Come into the chat room and and, and chat with us. We'll probably ignore you until the end. When that's not we true. Pro- that's we would never do such a thing. All right. Or whatever. is that what you do on Good, Bad, or Bullshit? That's what I do on Good, Bad, or Bullshit. I think, like, really the best thing about this is that we, we this shows the balance of our lives and that we record after the kids go to bed. And today was, uh, even though it was kind of a weird monster day for the kids and, and uh, Ashley, uh, and, you know, it wasn't too bad for me, but, like, Still, the eight o'clock, quarter after eight, we're recording this live, and people get to see. Could you imagine if last week's or last episode on episode five was done live? You could have seen Crofton in at like his most tiredest moment, and I think that would have been a great pairing of a live episode. I think honestly, if we did, if we regularly scheduled this for a live episode, we would not have recorded that night uh, because you were you were. You sounded great, but according to your testimony, you were pretty, uh, pretty. Yeah, I, the narcissist in me made me listen to that episode afterwards, expecting it to be a disaster. But then I was like, no, often, even when really tired, you're amazing. I'm, you know, I, I'm nothing if not self-reflective. Well, I, I look forward to our continued, uh, experiments of, of doing it live. So doing it live. That sounds dirty. Okay. Uh, speaking of things that sound dirty, Ryan, Do you want to uh, do you want to talk about uh, do you want to jump right into what you've been up to lately? I think it's a kind of neat story, but yeah. So I went to a geeky bachelor party a couple weekends ago. It was actually the weekend of BlizzCon, and I told a, a, a brief snippet of of that story on the latest Gamers In uh, because it was a bachelor party for Jocelyn's fiance Matt, who is a good friend of mine. We, we uh, roomed in university and. Hmm. Uh, we just had a, a grand old time learning about computer science, but basically mostly 
just playing World of Warcraft um, alongside studying and whatnot, uh, if my mother's listening. But I think that... Uh, <laughs> we, she's we, not. She's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, geeky bachelor party. We did a geeky bachelor party. It was really fun, very low-key, but we did some some pretty fun things. I posted a photo, and I sent it to you as well, like directly to you. I was like, this is what I'm doing right now. And I know. It it's was, pretty insane. It was a castle made of uh, cardboard tubes and sort of like coroplast, which is like a hard plastic. Think cardboard, but made with plastic. And on top of it were these layers, um, these sheets that, that uh, one of our, our campaign folks, a uh, shout out, again, he's not listening, but uh, a shout out to, um, oh, I forgot his name. I'm going to put, it's not oh, Adam. Oh, man. It's not Matt. That, that's Ke- unfortunate. I don't think it's Kevin. The Andy. week we his go live. Andy. It's Andy. I'm not going to edit this out. I never edit anymore. We we're at episode six. If I'm editing, uh, you know, no one, no one's got time for that. So sorry, Andy, 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 no, that, why are you saying sorry? I, I reached down deep and I got it. I remember everybody at that party, but uh, Andy did a great job. Um, he laid out. He went. He he worked. Uh, he used AutoCAD to kind of lay all these these layers out. So I'm coming downstairs and he used AutoCAD. He did. Yes. <laughs> Why are you laughing at Andy? Don't be so mean. <laughs> no, it's just uh, I did see the photo, and uh, honestly, it's uh, it, it it is a sight to be seen. Like these levels of D and D maps on top of each other. It well, looks I like one figure. I uh, I didn't talk about this on Gamers In. So this is a live episode, and and it's video. So I can show you this. This is my my D and D character. You can't see this uh, uh, unless you go to the stream. But um, what what Matt did is he did a, oh, a 3D print of our characters. So Matt is our DM uh, of two groups. So basically we merged the two groups together and he gave us all these little um, these little 3D printed figurines of our characters and painted them himself. So that was really cool. And uh, Andy had created this campaign. So I come down. It wasn't really a campaign. It was more just, here's a scenario with all your characters. And, you know, oh, you arrived by boat and you're there now so uh it was it was bolt castle he had taken a real castle which is bolt castle if you've if you've been to the thousand islands you may be familiar oh, with. oh yes 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 you know, it's on hard island uh tragic story the the guy was a millionaire that's not the tragic part uh he his wife died during construction and he abandoned it and then i think the u.s government or the park service took it over and they've been building it up ever since so I come down and it's like, hey, is that Bolt Castle? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the first person to actually recognize it. So he based his, his castle off of this, this. It's kind of just a glorified mansion. Um, so we played that campaign. It was a lot of fun. So let me get this straight. Hmm. He used the AutoCAD software yeah. to to map out and design a D&D campaign based on a real castle designed by a millionaire in the Thousand Islands. Yes. Okay, continue. <laughs> You just had to summarize it because it could be confusing for everyone. Is that what you're, you're worried yeah, about? Yeah, and the level of ridiculousness is pretty awesome. Keep going. Uh, anyways, that campaign was, was really fun, and it turned out uh, one of the guys we were playing with was evil. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember why his character wasn't present. I think because the way it was worded is he was – they started the night before – so they brought him in. He's actually part of our campaign, but he wasn't playing that character. He was playing a new character. And he turned out to be evil. And it was this grand, grand campaign where we were moving our way up the uh, the castle. And I saw one great comment that came in on Instagram. Someone was saying, never separate the party. By gum, we separated the party. And it was a good thing because he was he like fools. a high-level warlock. And he was doing like big... He did, I think it was a, a, a 12d8 spell. Area of effect. And it killed somebody, which was always fun. It's what you want in Dungeons and Dragons, to the point where someone ripped up their sheet. So that was always a good time. Uh, he forgot he had out of anger. Uh, I I don't know if it was anger. I think he was just being theatric. But okay, he, he that's for- all right. He had forgotten a that we had a cleric in the party, and b he also gets his saving throws before he's actually dead. Dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. It was interesting, and we actually did another campaign, which was uh, was very much bachelor party focused. Um, where our campaign, we had some guys come in who who do it for a living, and and he did um, 
Well, not for a living. Do, he owns a hobby sorry, shop. Sorry, do what for a living? Bachelor he, parties? No, no. It's a hobby. He was. He owns a hobby shop. So he did some. He did a, a custom campaign scenario for us, which was separate from the castle, and it was just. It was basically the Hangover, but in D and D. You enter a strip club. Roll to see how much clothes the nice dancer takes off. Oh, critical one! She I mean, puts on a coat. The, <laughs> nothing like that, but there was there. I don't want to. You know, we'll keep it. Uh, what happens at the bachelor party stays at the bachelor party. She roll. D&D. You roll a twenty. You suddenly made a trip to Quebec, and they're fully naked. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa! Is this uh, some uh, some insight into what maybe happened to you? Are you projecting? Or? What? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Sworn to secrecy. Yeah, and and I I think like for 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 this campaign, it was uh it was just a, a fun little romp, and, and we had a good time. And funny enough, uh, a secret about my character. So I've been playing D anD D with the guys for a couple like three or four years now, and uh, this character I crafted. There's a secret about him that nobody knows. As you can see, he's like a clouded figure. Um, and it just so happened to be revealed because the DM had seen the character sheet. He didn't realize it was a secret, so he kind of spoiled it for everyone. Um, oh man, that blows! It was all right. We we you know honestly, we've been playing for three or four years to the. F- but that doesn't mean we play monthly. We would probably play, I'd say once a year. <laughs> so I was kind of like, it's great that it's out there because now I can just it can be out there. I don't have to worry about it. Um, is is he gay? No, no. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I don't think so. Um, but he he was a, he was he was just he was clouded. He was a clouded figure, and it turns out he was a specific race that you couldn't that I was hiding from people, and uh, it was it, it, that was what was revealed. Um, it turns out I was a so I'm a sorcerer, but uh, I'm a fire genasi, I believe, which is basically like you know in Fantastic Four when Johnny Storm just you know goes all on yep. fire it's basically like that the whole time and uh part i think part of the campaign started with you wake up after a night of debauchery and you're in a cave and the entrance is and you're all naked and the entrance is blocked by uh three sleeping ogres um and that's where it's like oh you're naked so i don't have my cloak and it's like well spoilers guys i'm a i'm a specific type of character that you didn't know about but the way we solved it is they woke up the ogres and uh, the ogres were like, what's going on? And they were all upset because I guess, and they were naked too. We didn't get much more details than that. Um, but the way we solved it is just like, I don't know, Ryan's always on fire. Like come lay next to the fire. And I just laid down in the fire pit. And that's how we got out of that scenario pretty quickly. Um, it, I don't get it. Well, Wait, I'm... Why- the ogres wanted the, the we enticed the ogres out of the entrance of the cave by saying come to the fire and then people were like how do we start a fire and then i basically joked well i'm uh, always on fire so uh, uh i role played the fireplace and it worked out quite oh, well oh i get it i get it yeah but we nobody we, had a fireball spell uh i did but i figured it would be funnier if i laid down and pretended <laughs> so i did this like oh. i'm not I'm not going to waste that. I no. might as well just lay down. Why would I waste a spell slot, Crofton? Come on. Yeah, fair. Uh, we, we had a good time, and uh, it was interesting. You know, I, as a joke, we, we played D&D. I don't know how often you play Dungeons & Dragons, but... Um, like, I have literally not played since my second child was born, but I'm, mm-hmm. at a, I'm at the point now where I could potentially, and we're entering the holiday season and and i'm starting to get a busier social calendar if you will Mm. so maybe maybe it's possible that i get back on the horse the thing is is that like dnd is one of those things where it's like you want to commit for a longer uh period of time you know it takes a while to create your characters to go through that so if you're just going to play for one evening or one evening every like four months or whatever it it's tough. Like you might as well just either play a board game or play video video game or whatever instead. So Hmm. I'm a bit on hiatus, but I definitely love it and would like to get back into it. Yeah. And that's the thing where I'm coming from is that like we hadn't played in a while. So it was nice to be able to, to play again, focus, like it actually rejuvenate that sort of want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Cause you know, if you play every three or four months, it's a complex game, and often I would forget my character, and that's why we would we would mostly 
it would we would lose momentum because like okay how does a firebolt work okay how does this how does the app work because we would normally play through the internet because we're kind of all spread all over the province um so it was nice to get together we had a great time uh it was it was interesting being away from the family for three days i hadn't done that in a while um but everyone everyone survived was it three two nights it was two nights yeah we went up friday And then we came back Sunday. There was an option for a Thursday to a Thursday to Sunday, but on you know, it was it was really tough to get that extra time because like uh, with work and everything. So I just decided to go up Friday to Sunday. It worked out quite well. Um, I think the kids stayed the kids stayed with uh, Ashley and Ashley's parents because Ashley works on Saturday. So it was a bit of a it was a bit of a juggling act. But uh, I think everyone. Everyone survived except for you know the in-laws because they got to experience the uh, I gotta go pee uh, I, I want to eat uh, at like two in the, two or three in the morning so they weren't they weren't impressed on that notion but we uh, we still had a we still had a lot of fun. Um, I like that because it's like grandparents often get the sweet ride you know they're mm-hmm. like oh kids are so cute and then it's like yeah they, you don't have to get up with them every two minutes you know yeah. we they put I think they put Caden in. Because the the way their house is situated, they're doing renovations, so they don't have a lot of rooms. Um, so they had to put Caden's crib in the in-laws' uh, master bedroom. And Caden usually sleeps through the night, so they probably figured it'd be fine. But uh, I think everyone everything was waking Caden up, and um, being in the crib isn't his preferred... Like, not the crib, but the playpen isn't his preferred method of, of sleeping. So he was up quite quite a bit, but... Uh, yeah, it was, it was just nice to kind of just geek out. It's really hard to, it's really hard to find time to do Dungeons and Dragons, um, especially for the amount of time we played. We played quite a bit, I would say maybe six hours each, each night. So it was pretty, uh, it was pretty intense. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. You can make good progress on that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to admit that I'm a bit jealous. Like that sounds, uh, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, I won't, Even, won't be able to do it again for a very long time, but yeah. Yeah, it, you know, high school graduation party for your kids or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, once the kids are old enough, like that would be fun. I we never did I never did that with my parents. Like Dungeons and Dragons, I didn't even know it was a thing until well, that, uh, later on in life. I, and I think that's part of the show for me is that mm-hmm. like my my parents didn't have a ton of recreational hobbies, you know, like they'd watch movies or watch mm-hmm. the occasional TV show. And, and obviously they're not spoiled for choice like we are now. Now we have, you know, like I any video gamer I'd play, I, I play by myself. My, my dad didn't even have a ton of patience for stuff like board games, although we did play those on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were very much the monopolies of this world. Nothing, you know, nothing crazy. So I, I do feel that in a way, like, there's a different demographic now where I think a lot of the parents will be will be doing this, be it um, board gaming, D and Ding, video gaming, with their kids, and uh, and and part of that is figuring out what works what works best, right? So yeah. I, th- I think Dungeons it, and Dragons would be really fun to do like a, a like a kids campaign, like once you know introducing them. I've been listening to um, a podcast. It's like all work no play. And it's like a rebooted podcast. It's now it's part of the Critical Role sort of collection of shows, and it's Liam O'Brien and Sam Regal as they talk about. It's basically this show with a higher budget, um, hmm. and yeah, <laughs> and they get to it, go do stuff. But see the 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 thing about um, you know uh, kids and mm-hmm. role they they're all. They need no excuse for imagination. They're, Gwen is just absolutely obsessed with imagination play right now. And I, I got a story about that I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later. But I, I do find um, that, uh, that kids have the preference that all imagination play be at their control and their um, to their advantage. Like she, Gwen wouldn't like it if there was, you know, rules and um mm-hmm. and and things like that at this age you know it's still and she wants all the benefits she doesn't want to lose she doesn't want to experience risk or defeat you know she just wants 
all the awesome things to happen to to her and she's in control of them right she wants me to play a character but mm-hmm. that character will always have the shitty end of the stick compared to whatever she's playing you know it's, it's a very good point like you know of course we do a lot of role playing uh you know uh you know, Caden likes to pretend to be calling the Paw Patrol. And that's a version of, you know, role-playing because they are like, oh, you got a call, oh, you know. And uh, I think that's one of the things that they, right now, you're right, they would dislike the rules and the, the pace very much so. Uh, but down the road, when when they're, you know, have built that patience and understanding of, of rule sets, uh, they might dig it. Who knows, though? Uh, I think it would be a lot of fun to... To, to do that and it's never really crossed my mind until we've we just started having all, this conversation all right i'm gonna go into this right now then sure. like so so gwen has these mermaids they're mm-hmm. playmobile mermaids they're like um you know like just any you can get these small playmobil kits they they were really a small set and they came with some underwater stuff or whatever her game of choice right now is playing pretend with the mermaids and there's one that has purple hair and one that has yellow hair purple hair mermaid is called purple hair mermaid and yellow haired mermaid is called yellow haired mermaid and uh i have to play with yellow haired mermaid and she plays with purple haired mermaid and all the good stuff happens to purple haired mermaid all the time she's like oh purple haired mermaid gets this magic wand and yellow haired mermaid gets nothing and all this sort of stuff (laughs) and i'm and 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 my wife is and i are both like honestly exhausted playing this game with her because she will play for like an hour and or whatever and uh, sometimes it feels like that and i'm like oh my god because if i try to play back or play in her world she just wants me to be like to speak on behalf of yellow haired mermaid but i'm not to do anything like i'm not to i'm i'm not to like lead it like i have to follow her lead which is fine except her lead is completely unfair to yellow haired mermaid like she's screwing yellow haired mermaid every which way she's the hardcore dm then like she's like punishing you for for something well pretty much she just wants like she's living vicariously through purple haired mermaid and it's like you know kids work out their emotions and pretend play look i get it you know but i i do have a hard time and sometimes i like to screw with her um and i think it's totally okay to tease your kids i know Mm -hmm. my i drives my wife nuts but like imagine if you will (laughs) if kaden wanted to call the paw patrol and you were like, oh, I'm sorry. The Paw Patrol are busy right now. You know, they can't they can't come. And he's like, but I want to call them. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Ryder and uh, the Paw Patrol have, you know, they're helping Mayor Goodway right now. And then he gets, you know, next thing you know, he gets he gets upset. But he learns that the Paw Patrol aren't always there. Mm. So sometimes with, with yellow-haired mermaid and purple-haired mermaid, I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry, uh, you know, Gwen, purple, purple, <laughs> yellow haired mermaid is going to take your scepter. And she, she's like, no, no, I want it. Daddy's ruining my game. Ah! And, uh, <laughs> but she learns valuable lessons and, and daddy is not completely bored out of his mind. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a fair balance. I don't remember my parents ever doing pretend play with me. I so well, I think, uh, yeah, I sometimes think about that, you know, cause I'll be, chasing Caden around uh or he'll be chasing me around and i know i know when i when we were kids we probably acted like kids but i don't i don't remember you know you should be a detective <laughs> what a detective <laughs> well you're like oh yeah yeah i i, I <laughs> bet when we were kids we acted like kids i bet you i bet yeah. you we did i you know, well you know <laughs> we're on to something here but no i think that it's hard for us to remember that uh, because we were so young. Again, another knowledge nugget that you can take to the bank. But uh, I think that I'm sure it happened when we were kids that our our parents would role play in that nature. Maybe it wasn't Paw Patrol, but it could have been, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Ghostbusters or whatever. Right? There, there was something. There must have been something there. And I'm sure if you asked your, you know, if I asked my parents or you asked your parents, saying like, hey. You know, what? what is it that we did? Like, my parents have footage of me and my brother putting on, like, a circus. Like, we had just gone to the circus. Uh, this is back in the day when they had circuses, uh, you know. And we come home and we put on a circus and they, they videotaped it. And Yes, okay, perfect. There, mm. you've hit the nail on the head. They videotaped it. 
but you were doing it with your brother and that's the same thing i ninja turtles ghostbusters mm-hmm. spider-man or whatever i played those games with my brothers but um but i don't ever remember my parents doing any sort of pretend they filmed it and yeah. they said oh yeah good job but they didn't do it like maybe maybe it starts and ends with peekaboo and there was nothing else like it, it, that's kind of sad isn't it? i well i i mean like i remember my dad doing some legos with me i and mm-hmm. my parents were very very good parents I, I just i just don't remember especially like i had the three years of being an only child and then it would have been a baby for a while my my sibling so there would have been a big chunk of time where i would have you know been somewhat looking to play with someone and mm-hmm. i i think they arranged like i don't know play dates i don't know what they did but bottom line is i have no recollection of pretend play other than the ones the stuff that i did not with my brothers or my friends and all that and i was really big into it and i remember saying to myself geez when i have a kid i'm gonna love doing doing this stuff with them but now i do have a kid and she wants to play freaking mermaids all the time i want to shoot myself so no (laughs) i uh i I think i've talked about uh, about it on here before and i've kind of contemplated like doing some some dad minis where Kate and I kind of sit in front of the mic and, and he will, we will tell stories back and forth about, you know, Mario. And so Mario, the new one is Mario stuck in the bad pipes. <laughs> I, I knew he was going to be stuck somewhere. Again, Ryan. <laughs> he gets stuck a lot. I mean, you'd think it'd be Luigi getting stuck. He's kind of the, the klutz of the family. Uh, but no, Mario just keeps getting stuck. He he. Uh, What's he's in bagpipes now? Is that bad it? pipes, not bagpipes. Uh, if, from the makers of Mario getting stuck in the hole comes <laughs> an all new Mario adventure. Mario getting stuck in the bagpipes. I I did make the joke about bagpipes, and he didn't get it. He's like, he's like, no bad pipes, and I'm like, well, okay, clearly you're not following, kid. Go to sleep. Um, <laughs> You know, he needs like three or four stories. I, I do want to record one. Uh, sometimes he tells the story different every time. And oftentimes uh, he will tell the whole story himself. And it always ends with a Mario party. There's always a Mario party at the end. That's the consistency. That's a happy ending. Oh, it's always a happy ending. You know, because Mario never remains stuck for very long. Sometimes the Pop Troll crashes and, and makes an appearance. Uh, other times it's just Caden that, you know, swings in and saves the day. But uh, he's even gotten to the point where he'll ask Ashley to tell the story as well. And Ashley's just like, what is this nonsense? Like, <laughs> you know, so it, it, I do want to record one and see how it goes, but I'll put it on the feed if, if it turns out well. I might have to edit it a little bit. He likes to, he likes to, you know, drag on. So I might want to cut it down. Um, I just like, just, just to be fair, like I have a four year old and I invent mm-hmm. these stories. She calls them stories with my mouth because as opposed to stories with the <laughs> stories, stories with, the, with uh, my mouth. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, tell me a story with your mouth. The opposite is is a story from the book, right? Right, like, right of course. Like if I'm reading a book, so she, but her mom doesn't really do stories with the mouth, and that's that's my deal. Stories so, of the mouth presented. It's in one of my. That's what we call the mini, that like stories with. It's <laughs> so the stories with with my mouth that I do are often like they're actually quite elaborate. You know, yeah. it, uh, right now there's a whole series about the mermaids, um, but uh, the mermaids like have to become King Neptune's princesses. King Neptune's having this giant competition, mm-hmm. and they have to run through like these three sort of. Uh, trials, uh, one of friendship, one of speed, one of intelligence and all this sort of stuff. And then they become and the end of the story, they become princesses and they rule over the inhabitants. And it's this elaborate elaborate thing and Gwen, you know, Gwen loves it. And then meanwhile, you just got Mario stuck in a goddamn hole. If I could change <laughs> that would save me so much energy and time if I could just have the mermaids be stuck in a hole. Yeah. Maybe I should look into this. Well, Mario, Mario gets stuck in a hole. He gets stuck in the long grass. Uh, I don't make. I I made the Velociraptor joke once, and I think he had nightmares, so I stopped doing that. Uh, <laughs> I kid, uh, not really. And then you know the bad pipes. He gets stuck in the tank sometimes um, yeah. because he he does a lot of plumbing jobs, and sometimes he takes on aquarium jobs. And he has a ladder to get up over the tank, uh, but he doesn't have a ladder to get back out of the tank. So that's always posing an Checks issue. Checks out. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever worked on a giant marine land aquarium, you know that you need a double-sided ladder. It's just, it's common sense. 
Um, but yeah, we'll, I will commit to doing like a, a recording with Caden. I think he'd love it. The, the, off, the time where I think, ah, oh, this might not work is usually when he's telling the story, he's half asleep. Um, because that's, he, he doesn't call it stories with, with your mouth. He, I'll say, do you want a book or, and he's like, no, I want a story. I want a daddy story or or something like that. And, uh, not to say story. I think stories with your mouth is, is much cuter. And also probably the title of, uh, of the show, I think. (laughs) Stories with your mouth. Oh, potentially. Someone write that down. Stories with your mouth. (laughs) I, I think that's really cool. Uh, and you're right. The imagination of these kids is just knows no bounds like today uh Caden was just Caden and Abby were just doing laps around the kitchen for like an hour it was it was weird you know I, I they they must have had like they had a, a pretty rough day where you know we had the car break down so they were stuck in traffic for like an hour as we as they waited for a, a tow truck Abby like napped a total of an hour across the whole day which is like you know that's just a recipe for disaster but yeah, the last hour, they were just running around. And there was no, like, obviously Abby can't talk yet. And Caden was just running around with her. And they were just having a good time. I don't know what the hell they were doing. They were just running. Probably, <laughs> so, play, probably playing, like, Peach chases Mario, who well, gets stuck in a hole. Yeah, I, I think they were playing tag. But Abby was just oh. running away. And Caden was just being a nice nice older brother and not, you know. I w- what a sweetheart. Yeah, they were just having a good time. So, uh yeah, they were they were exhausted, but yeah, that's really interesting about the mermaid story. Caden uh, allows me to have creative freedom over these uh, these stories with the mouth. Oh, so it's uh... well, I have creative freedom for the stories for the most part. Though Gwen gives me some overarching direction, often based on past sure. stories. But for the role playing, oh, she, she keeps she the is... canon. She's yeah. She wants to be sure. Like she's like, Daddy, I want a I want a story with princesses, mermaids, and King Neptune. And I'm like, All right, you know, like so. So uh, sometimes I get character requests, but I'll work I'll work within the framework that she gives me. If she gets too specific, I'm like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Daddy's gonna choose, or he's not gonna tell the story with his mouth. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, you you had the hard line. I got to draw the line. Yeah. Uh, speaking of lines, in this mm. case, the finish line, uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to to, to seg into uh, because we were talking about Mario. Um, uh, we got the rec- I don't know who gave the suggestion on a past show for Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker as our next game. Mm. I, 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 I apologize, Dominic. Um, Dominic. Yeah. So thanks so much. Uh, so we ordered Captain Toad. Uh, we got it um, in the mail, and it's going to be a Christmas gift, right? Is the deal. And so <laughs> that there's a way. lot of there's a lot of time between now and Christmas, uh, and and we were pretty much we had finished Mario Odyssey. So I dug out the the Wii U, and uh, I started. I was like, Hey, did you know Mario has a racing game? Mm. And uh, Gwen was like, Oh, really? And so we we started it and. Obviously, it's Mario Kart 8. Um, I don't have the Switch version. I just have the um, the Wii U version. And we've been playing it. And honestly, she's been loving it. Not only does she love it, but the baby loves watching it too. <laughs> so often, I can take care of both kids at once. And this is the thing. <laughs> take care of both kids. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it checks out. <laughs> this is the thing. Like In Mario Odyssey, she controlled the hat. But in this, she doesn't really... She can't drive it yet. Like It's still... It's still a little more advanced, but she'll like she'll I'll like she'll choose my character and the car and all that, and she'll she'll do the play by play and be like, "Daddy, get that mushroom! Daddy, do this! Throw the red shell or whatever!" Mm. And she's really she's really into it. But essentially, I'm just playing Mario Kart, and I haven't unlocked everything. So I keep, especially the character she wants to unlock characters and she wants to get trophies. She's like, "Oh, da- oh, Daddy! Like we need to get the gold trophy on Crown Cup." I'm like, "Damn straight we do," and. Uh, and then I'll, I'll I'll essentially play Mario Kart. She'll have a blast, and Clara will be like chirping at the same time. And uh, yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's not going to have the legs that Mario Odyssey and Finding the Moons had, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping it's going to get us to Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker because it's awesome playing games with her. Yeah, uh, I mean, Christmas will will be a whole discussion. You know, holidays are, are a big deal when it comes to to the kids. I think it. It was a tough learning experience for us with with having uh, Caden, our, our, you know, our first kid. Where it's like, y- you 
you have to not only teach yourselves but also teach your family that everything now stops revolving around the adults and starts to revolve around the kids especially once they get older like now that Caden and I'm sure you've already experienced this like now that Caden is is going to be three and Abby is at a level where she 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 can appreciate what's going on um it's a full like no it's about the kids it's focused on the kids everyone else is is extra you know and and you come you come focus around the kids so I think Christmas will be an interesting discussion holiday like i said holidays in general would be a, a great discussion to have and, and i think it will will fuel content throughout the year for for the show because there's just always always something new and uh i mean with halloween just passing like i i can't even remember if we talked about it yet uh, we talked about getting ready for halloween and right. stuff how did your halloween go it went quite well this is the first year that caden actually trick-or-treated uh he dressed up as marshall from the Paw Patrol. He was very nice. stoked about that. Every time someone thought he was a cow, uh, he would correct them politely that he was Marshall from the Paw Patrol. And so uh, did, you, did you trip him and make him go for a giant spill to role play the whole Marshallness? What? Oh, right. I was just like, why would I trip? Oh, yeah, yeah. He is a bit of a klutz. No, uh, he, he that's, I did not do that. That's his defining characteristic besides asking for a rough, rough rescue. Well, no, I did lay like a skateboard. You know, close to the entrance to the house to see if he'd fall for it, and then he'd like slip inside, and then he'd go up the elevator, and you know, dun, 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 dun. it did not work. He he saw it coming a mile away. He's a bit of a no, smarter Marshall, I think. None of these jokes will land if anyone has not seen Paw Patrol. But to those who've seen Paw Patrol, they're right now saying like, "Yeah, nailed it. Great character joke, Crofton." Um, yeah, that's right. No, but we we had a great time. Uh, I I you know the one regret I have. And I will certainly address it for next year. Is we didn't do like a family costume. Like I wasn't dressed up. Ashley wasn't dressed up. Um, and that really bummed me out after. I was like, you know what? It was like November 1st. You're having that like post Halloween blues. You've ate like a majority of your kids' candy. And you're just like, man, I kind of wish I we had done like a group costume, you know? Or, or not even a group costume that I had dressed up, you know, kind of. I don't know. It's just that was the one regret I had. We trick or treating was great. We went door to door. Caden said thank you. Caden said trick or treat. People were like over the moon how polite he was. Um, but yeah, that's my one regret. Is I did. Did you dress up at all? Like with your kids? No. I like I. I can't like. Um, I feel bad about that too. I thought about it a, li- a little bit. We we were looking into doing like a Mario thing where <clears throat> where like uh, Clara would be Toad and I would be Bowser and and. Um, Jess would be Peach and, and Gwen would be Mario. But um, I looked on Amazon a little bit and then – then but Gwen just pretty much – we wanted to give her fr- full creative freedom and mm-hmm. and she wanted to be a ghost and she wanted to make her own costume. So we bought like this fabric paint and all this and it like – it, it it you know like it looks like a four year old made it, yes. uh, but we were out there and she didn't care that everybody else had these like nice um, – store bought costumes and uh i took some of the um the face makeup and i put it on myself and i put it on the baby and and uh we we went around and trick-or-treating was super successful for us this year now gwen is like four she's counting down to doing it she knows all about it Mm -hmm. she's excited uh we're in a new neighborhood the houses are pretty close together and, and people have crazy decorations outside their houses like just insane stuff and so it was really, really fun, and uh, um, I could have kept doing it honestly, uh, but we we filled up a bag, and at one point it was, you know, it's getting it gets dark fast with little mm-hmm. kids, and you're like, okay, uh, we got to call it, you know. So, but uh, it's good. Yeah, we uh, we did about the same. We filled a bag, and Caden wanted to keep going, and and uh, I said, well, it's gonna be dark, and um, Ashley's uh, mother met us as well, so she came to a couple houses, and we just kind of went up and down the block. And uh, I, I wanted one thing I had as a tradition when I was a kid, and I remember it very fondly, was that we would go trick or treating with my dad, and we would hit up and egg houses. <laughs> no, we would never waste eggs. We grew up on a farm. We we right, to, right. enough eggs get get battered in the in the process of of getting them from the farm to the table. So we don't waste eggs, Crofton. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize I hit a sore spot. You did, you did. If you've had to clean a a a, a bucket of eggs, because like those things get dirty, you don't you don't waste eggs. Um, man, just dirty animals there. Anyways, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, tradition. 
Halloween tradition. When we were kids, we'd go trick-or-treating with, uh, with my dad and me and my, my three brothers, we would all be dressed up. We'd, we'd hit up the, the town, hit, you know, our neighbors. And we lived in a, in an area where the houses weren't close together. So we had to go by car. And you call um, that the country. It, it is the country. Yes. Yeah. Um, and my dad basically knew everybody cause it was, a, it was a small, uh, you know, area, but like very close knit community. And, uh, we'd always end up by going to my, my grandmother's house and, you know, going into the living room, dumping our candy, comparing, and my dad would get to have a, you know, a coffee with, with his mom and, and some of his, uh, brothers and sisters who were also taking kids out. So it was like a bit of a tradition that I, I was like, just out of nowhere, I was like, yeah, well, let's, let's do this. So we didn't go to... We didn't go to uh, Ashley's parents, but when we came home, I said to Caden, like, hey, let's let's dump your candy on the floor and let's sort it and let's see how this goes. And uh, obviously, he's not at the point where he understands. He understands that it's delicious chocolate and treats, but he doesn't understand, like, you know, sorting it and stuff. So we kind of we kind of dumped it and he went over it and he was, like, really excited to see all the candy had gotten. And, and I think it was really cool. I, I look forward to kind of trying to recapture that. That tradition, because I, I think back to it very fondly when I was a kid. And, uh, I was explaining to Gwen about trades, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, "Look, tradesies. look, when your sister is is trick or treating or a bit, you know, the stuff you don't want, maybe she'll want, and so forth." I had two mm-hmm. brothers trading, dumping and trading was a big part of our night, um, and uh, and so I I think she she's looking forward to that. And to your holiday point earlier, mm-hmm. um, it is funny because soon as Halloween was over, like she wakes up the next day, and I do feel like there may have been a dusting of snow already or whatever on November first. Yeah, and then she she was just like, "It's Christmas." Uh, oh, she's uh, one of those. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. And so, like, every day she's like, like, snow, it snowed again yesterday. And she, mm-hmm. she comes downstairs. She's like, all right, Daddy, Christmas time. I'm like, it's not Christmas yet. Oh, my God. Uh, so I, <laughs> I'm on the mind, like, I've, we've, we set a pretty good rule set here where after Remembrance Day, uh, you know, we, we observe Remembrance Day. We, yeah, I don't know if you celebrate it. Like, we, we observe it. I think, I think observe is the right. Yeah. So we we observe uh, Remembrance Day and we we do we do what you do on that day and uh, and oh, I'm being cagey uh, and then and then you know the next day you you can decorate so we started decorating for Christmas you know I think it's it's a little too early to be like jamming to Christmas music all day um, to those that do that kudos but uh, I can listen to like a couple um, but it just doesn't feel right until like December hits but we've put some decorations up I saw some lights. And, uh, but for Caden, you know, Christmas doesn't start, Christmas prep, Christmas proper doesn't start till after, uh, Paw Patrol Live, which is at the end of November. So, uh, we'll have some, some more experiences to talk about in the coming weeks. Cause, uh, in a couple weeks, uh, Ashley's going to be taking Caden to Paw Patrol. And I'm actually thinking, I'm actually thinking tomorrow of taking Caden to see that new Grinch animated cartoon. We, oh yeah. We've never gone in the movies and Ashley had reminded me that uh Stars and Strollers, which is a uh, a local cinema program where basically they they open up the theater early in the afternoon and it's like, "Hey, fair game, bring your kids. They can kick, they can scream." You know, I think there are rules where you don't let your kids. It's not like a daycare, but you you can sit down yeah, yeah. and watch the movie. I, Gwen hasn't been to a movie yet and I've mm-hmm. been looking for the right animated film so maybe maybe this is another yeah that's a good idea. Well we watched the trailers and it looks like the the classic illumination sort of fair where it's a uh, it, it's very comical very non-serious. I, I think it'll be a good kids movie um, and probably a better better first theater experience for for Caden like a lot of I, a friend of mine was saying oh we took we took our four-year-old or three-year-old to see uh, Incredibles 2, but that didn't really pan out. I haven't seen Incredibles 2, but I guess they said Incredibles 2 was mostly just a lot of talking, not, but then there was also action, and some of that action was, like, hitting, and it's like, oh, how do you explain that? But, you know, with The Grinch, like, I, I watched a couple trailers, and it's like, okay, this looks... I mean, The Grinch is harmless, right? It's just about some well, guy I, stealing Christmas. I, well, my I was talking to my wife about this earlier, and mm-hmm. she was like... The, she legitimately had nightmares about the Grinch when oh, she was a no. kid of the doc of the Doctor Seuss version. It's hard to it's, it's hard though. 
it's hard to like understand the minds of kids and like sometimes you're like oh man this is so innocuous mm-hmm. but then other times it's like okay no uh i can understand why it would be scary i never saw that jim carrey version but uh it looked freaky it, it is freaky i think so the original cartoon you can appreciate it i, I think but it requires an older you're right like an old, like three is probably too young we started to watch the the it was like the cartoon uh, like clips set to the classic song and i started to watch it it's like oh this isn't good like he's gonna this is gonna freak him out because it is pretty it's pretty grotesque in the way they they sort of portray the grinch the live action one does the same thing it straight up copies the original animation and makes it live action and that is not a pleasant conversion um and jim carrey just hams it out which makes it a little more real and freaky um but I watched the trailer for the car- the new cartoon, and it, it just looks fluffy and cuddly and like picture minions, but but in the Whoverse kind of thing. And and uh, I think the best the best explanation for it is watching the trailer is that um, the Grinch you know wakes up and he goes to have a shower and his hair is all messed up and he steps through like this this comb, but the comb is in the shape of his body, so he just steps through it. And I thought that was like okay, this movie might be good for. For yeah, it's got some, and I think I'm being I'm putting too much pressure on myself for mm-hmm. Gwen's first movie, like the idea of being like, what's the first movie she ever sees in theaters, okay, you know, yeah. and that it'll be something that she refers to for the rest of her life, and like I know friends who are like, oh, the first movie I saw in theaters was like E.T. or Honey I Shrunk the Kids or something like. Anyway, it was something that 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 whatever has like some sort of resonance where like mm-hmm. now it feels like there's a kids movie a crappy kids movie in theaters all the time. And I, I'm putting pressure, unrealistic pressure on myself for her first movie to be something, you know, particularly special. And I think right. that that's unfair both to me and her. Well, so what's your, well, I mean, I'm not, I never really thought about it that way and I'm not going to let it like sort of affect my decision, but um, it's a good point. Like, do you remember your first movie when you were a kid? Like what you saw in theaters for the first time? I don't rem- I can't tell you what my f- first movie was. And we didn't go to, mo- we didn't go to the theaters that that's, um, often I lived in the country essentially and, mm-hmm. and going into town, uh, and, or, or going for a movie was, you know, fairly expensive, but I'm sure it was, uh, uh, something that was like, I think of the movies I saw in theaters as a kid, um and i'm sure it was a movie that was had you know some sort of uh resonance there were fewer movies at that point um too but like i i I think that uh i might have i definitely saw um like i saw honey i shrunk the kids i saw Mm -hmm. home alone i saw um like uh dick tracy jurassic park Um, but I, I feel like the movies that I'm remembering are when I was like eight, nine, 10 years old, you know? So, yeah, I, I, I'm sure if I, uh, and maybe this is homework, I could probably ask uh, my mom the first movie she remembers taking us to. I have very, two very specific memories when I was very young and going to the movies. One is a fond memory of seeing, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 in theaters oh, i saw i saw all three ninja turtle movies in theaters mm-hmm. now i remember i remember that yeah and i remember i remember because i remember seeing the poster and i remember the theater experience there was this old theater that used to be in the mall in belleville and we went in and, and you saw the poster and i remember walking to the theater and i remember watching it and uh it was a kid so obviously i loved it but it is it is the worst of the three um but still incredible that it got made uh at the same time and the other experience was, for some reason, and not to throw my parents under the bus, everybody makes mistakes, but for some reason, my parents took us to see Hocus Pocus uh, when we were we were quite young. And I remember walking through the halls, and I'm like, this movie looks freaky. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little scared. I don't know that one, I don't think. It's, it, is a, it is a scary movie. Like, there's... There's some the witches are, are 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 freaky, but there's also a moment where like a dead guy, like they they sew his lips and he wakes up Ew. and he's dead and they have to like cut open like it's very comical and it's stitched and it looks super fake. There was like a cat, like a fake cat, and I just remember going through the halls and I'm like, I kind of don't want to see this movie. It looks scary. Like, can't we go see the Tom and Jerry cartoon? <laughs> yeah there was like a full-length tom and jerry cartoon and and uh, i remember it traumatizing me and i haven't i don't think i've seen it since 
And I'm sure if I watch it now, it's pro- I just have these vivid memories of of uh, of that scene in Hocus Pocus where the where the guy's dead and he wakes up and he's got his lips or his his lips stitched together and it's like this is not a kid a movie for kids. I'm sure if I looked it up, like when did Hocus Pocus come out? Like. Is it, am I gonna reveal that I was like ten when it came out? I think I was young. I think I might have been five. Ten, ten is prime time to be scared of stuff, you know. It like, is, uh, but yeah, you know, you're right. Like, let's see, Hocus Pocus was, uh, let's see, ninety three. So I was six. I think that's yeah. That, that may be at a point where maybe yeah, maybe yeah. you don't take your kids to see that movie. <laughs> it's, it it's, had to be PJ PG thirteen, right? Like, at that point. Well, I don't know if they would have let you in if it was PG-13. Well, they would have let you in if you had your parents with you, right? Is that how it works? I th- well, we're going to have to figure that out, right? I think that's Eventually. But I want Gwen's first movie to disturb her for the rest of her life. <laughs> I, I don't think it was my first movie. I'm trying to figure out what it was rated. Well, yeah, Mike, Mike Hodgins' first movie, a friend of mine's mm-hmm. first movie was uh, E.T. And he saw it in theaters way too young and then was oh. scared of aliens for the rest of his life um so uh yeah no it can it can have a it can have a big effect you gotta be careful with the media that your kids consume i recognize here that we may be running a bit into into extra time so uh i'll -hmm. just uh i'll just redirect very quickly to um to some of the dungeon stuff that uh i didn't get through uh this episode and if you have some you want to throw in just before we uh we closed up shop um i i uh i got uh a boys night in which is seldom uh and it was uh, hopefully going to happen more often but bo schwartz a friend of mine came back from uh, blizzcon with uh, a code for diablo on switch nice. he does not have a switch i do so hence diablo is now on my switch but we all we all got around uh, to sort of playing it multiplayer and uh, it was a pretty good it was a pretty good time like it's still primarily obviously a pc game it's it's like cluttered in terms of information and all the characters are on screen at once and Mm -hmm. it's a lot of text and a lot of stuff but but it was it was uh it was definitely fun to play couch co-op and uh, i love i love couch co-op games in general so that's good um, that you uh you got a chance to to hang out with with bo post post blizzcon um we uh and yeah diablo on the switch is one of those interesting titles where kind of tempted it's really cool that you got a code though because i think that's that's a it's cool i never would have bought it like just like i never i never would have bought it but it it what's cool about it is that um is that uh you uh you know like that one for one input um so for example when you move the joystick your character moves uh whereas Mm -hmm. on pc you click and your character goes there and that doesn't seem like it would do much mm-hmm. but it it does do a lot to make it feel much more akin to like gauntlet say than than to diablo and um i would say that that's to its um merit i had more fun playing that diablo i've never finished diablo 3 on on pc i oh, keep really? falling hmm. i keep falling off after act two or whatever and and, and this this time uh, again we didn't we didn't make it through act one i don't think but but we had um we had a, a like a, a good enough time that we want to continue our campaign, and nice. you can just pick it up and play it anywhere. So it was, it was a good uh, good time. And the other thing I managed to do, I'm just rushing through some of this real quick, was that I had a I had a date night with my wife on Friday. We got a babysitter and all that, mm. um, which I encourage all parents listening to try to fit in to their busy schedules uh get a good babysitter if you can and if you don't feel comfortable if you've got young kids if you don't feel comfortable with your babysitter like i don't know doing their bedtime routines or whatever just have her come over after they go to sleep like we had um we had her come over at eight we were out till 10 30 it's not you know a huge amount of time and there was this card game that we played we went to this cupcake lounge restaurant thing hmm. it's called the cupcake lounge yeah oh. uh, and we got uh, we so got uh, <laughs> fancy cupcakes and and coffee and and uh there was this card game they have a bunch of like board games and, and card games there's right. this murder card game that i've never i don't i missed the name and maybe if the listener is listening and could tell me the name mm-hmm. that would be, I, I ran a couple of cursory google searches afterwards but the way it works and, and my wife and i had a fun time playing it is on one side of the car, 
is the description of a murder of somehow in very high level basic terms and like you know for example a man takes a step back or takes one step backwards he dies or whatever like that would be the line and then on the under other side of the card there's a whole scenario of why that happened and the one person reads the other person the line and then the other person asks yes or no questions to kind of try to figure out what exactly happened like why why so it's very it's these little scenarios but they're really fun like icebreaker type type games mm -hmm. and uh and yeah so everyone was about some sort of murder or disaster but if if there's a listener that knows what that card game is i wouldn't mind buying it so uh please let me know uh, that sounds really cool yeah um that's the one thing that i wish i wish uh not i wish but i know I need to do is uh, is get a babysitter. And these last three weekends, um, we basically had a babysitter. So the third three weekends ago it was my extra life. Two weekends ago it was the bachelor party, and a weekend ago it was uh, Jocelyn's extra life. So all three weekends we had people watching the kids to to help out. Um, and I'm I'm throwing. Uh, I think by good measure I'm I'm making myself out to to be the bad guy here, but it's true. Um, probably need to get a babysitter. At, at you know at the very least to 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 go out to the movies or go for dinner um we we certainly do that uh you know on occasion when we when we can um but yeah that's a very good a very good point is to is to get to get out there and just get out of the house like i was saying to ashley like she had s such a bad day you know today with the van and and stuff or is like she was going to go to she had to go to work and i just said you know if you go to, like go to work, it's a closed door kind of training thing. Go to work, get away from the house, get away from the van, and just you know hang out with other adults, and you'll probably really appreciate it. And uh, you know we'll, we'll sort that out. But yeah, no, that's a really good. Point. And she's she's like, thanks a lot, Ryan. I'm gonna go to work now. <laughs> no, no, I mean it's still work, but it's. You know, you're right. I'm I'm digging a hole here. It's really bad. <laughs> so I guess as soon as this, as soon as we finish recording, I will go up. I'll go look yeah. at our calendar, uh, and we will sort something out. It's a very good point. I wish we had a cupcake lounge here. Um, they do have an esports bar here. That, uh, but I feel like that'd be cheating. You know, it'd be like, well, we deserve a date know. night, and it's like, oh, well, let's go to this esports pub. That's totally yeah, I, a, a couple, uh, like a, our couple's dynamic. Like Ashley loves esports, so. That's what we'll do. No, is oh, that yeah. sarcasm? I'm a, I'm it's super sarcastic. Like Ashley's not into esports, and we've talked about like the the couple's dynamic of. Uh, I'm sure there are partners out there who are totally into uh, into the same thing. You know, have similar hobbies, but uh, unfortunately, esports is not one of those things that either of us are really into. Um, but a barcade is is something that would be really cool to kind of hang out and, and try different things we certainly thought yeah about just it. And, and don't make it too complicated like no. it can be like mini golf or bowling or whatever it's just like something that that is a little bit of you know getting out of the house and as soon as you walk out the front door and you don't have one of the kids with you and you're both there it feels so crazy you're it's like weird. oh oh my god like we just what did we just do who's taking care of the children oh lord you know but uh whatever it all it all worked out Ryan, cognizant of time, do you have any sort of final thoughts you want to run through before I do the business? My only final thought is that uh, I learned just now that Doug Jones, famous actor who portrays uh, beings of certain kinds, you know, he's on the alien on Star Trek. He's he's famous for being Abe Sapien and in, in uh, Hellboy. In Hellboy, turns out he is the the guy, the uh, Billy Butcher Butcherson, uh, Winfred's lover and a zombie and he's the guy who gets his mouth sewn shut with a dull needle very uh descriptive wikipedia article so this the, uh, this movie uh this is hocus pocus yeah back to hocus pocus i might have to watch it again just to get it out of my head but not until halloween i, I should forget about it but yeah 93 what were my parents thinking i would have been only six <laughs> you know this seems like a good movie right yeah i think I, now I can't remember. Maybe it wasn't my parents. Maybe it was my aunt and uncle because we were out of town. Either way, that's well, going to stay with me for a couple weeks. 
Well, if you have a disturbing film that marked you as a child that you are definitely going to try to avoid exposing your children to, let us know. Email the show, dad at tgistudios.com. You can visit us on the web as well. We have a, a website up at tgistudios.com slash dad. Um, and we're both individuals of individual natures. You can follow us individually on the Twitter. I am Croft and Steers, so that's at Croft and Steers, one word. And uh, Ryan, where can people find you? Well, I'm also on the Twitterverse at rmurphy. And you can catch all of the great podcasts I do. Gamers In, Zombies Ate My Podcast, Summoner's Call. You can check out ryanmurphy.ca. That website's in dire need of updating. I don't think it acknowledges this great podcast, uh, or Summoner's Call for that matter. But yeah, at rmurphy on Twitter is the best spot. And the only other thing I do aside from this is good, bad, or bullshit. Yeah. You can visit goodbadbull.com uh, to uh, get the latest on that. And uh, and again, if you've got emails on any topic, doesn't just have to be scary movies, please feel free to send them to us. Reach out to us to, on Twitter. We'd love to read your stuff on the air. Um, you know, like, look, some of you uh, influenced my life in terms of telling me what video games to play with my child. Think about the power you wield and what you can do next. So we're excited to uh, to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Ryan, that's going to be it for this episode of Dungeons & Diapers. Uh, you have a good week, and I will too. Perfect. Oh, and the listeners, obviously. The oh, listeners. yeah. Have a good week. Have a good week, listeners. Bye, everybody. Bye.